0: Welcome to Podcast for All Mankind. This is the NASA Vending Machine. I am Jason Snell, joined, as I have been, for every episode by Dan Morin. Hi, Dan.
1: Hi, Jason. How are you
0: doing? Um, What just happened?
1: <laughs> yeah, that is an ending I, in okay, a show that okay. has a we lot of bombshell it, endings. W- we
0: called it. We said, oh, North Korea launched something. Hmm. That's that's gonna come back, right? We yep. we said it. Yep. I did not we think we would come it. back <laughs> in the way where there's just a guy standing on the surface of Mars with a gun.
1: Yeah, I. <laughs> You know the meme, the two astronauts. Yeah, yeah. Always like has it's, been. It's that. There's always been an, has been. There's North a North Korea.
0: Korean capsule on Mars. Always has been. it
1: has been. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, earlier on in this episode when they mentioned, it, I was like, ah, there's the plot point. It came back there's, around. Yeah, gonna, yeah. A totally yeah, North nailed Korean
0: it. capsule, and it's going to become important to save the day. Nope, that's not it. Yep.
1: Boy, did not see that coming. What uh, oh. happens? What happens? There's, there's several things I felt like uh, was surprising in this episode. Uh, including, you know, we left off with a bit of a, cl- a cliffhanger last week—not cliffhanger, but like a, you know, I thought I thought based on the setup at the end of last week, this was going in one direction, and it seems to kind of skip over a lot of the things that I thought was going to be an issue, right? Like <laughs> this whole uh, Kelly pregnancy story, yeah. Like they made this big deal of oh, it. Oh, the Russian, so we got to tell our commander and we got to tell Moscow and all this, and it's like. That's gone. Nope. We just we're several months on at this point clearly.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't know why there was the line This is the first time so just behind the behind the curtain. We've been watching the show in advance of it dropping and recording these episodes in advance because we have screeners that are actually screeners from Apple. And I honestly had a moment where I thought, did they I wonder if they yeah. cut, cut something, something. out mm-hmm. because we in episode 8 at the end, the the Russian is told basically you know what you need to do. And it, as if there's going to be a, they're going to terminate Kelly's pregnancy plot line. And then episode nine starts and Kelly's big and pregnant and nothing. I,
1: boy, I don't know. And I don't want to get too much into this right now, but I wondered if circumstances in the real world might have caused them to side yeah. differently. But yep. I also wonder, given how much of this seems to be relevant to the plot in this episode, they couldn't have changed it that, that much. much. No, so I, I honestly don't know.
0: It's hard to it's hard to believe, and yet um, it's it's a very weird thing. So that's a subplot that basically seems to have vanished, um, which I find strange. I, in fact, sorry, Dan, I should say how bizarre, <laughs> how, bizarre <laughs> how bizarre, how bizarre, because uh, it's the '90s, and you got to have good '90s music cues. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So what what uh, what's happening here is they're fast forwarding again. I love that the show just uh, decides to fast forward from time to time. They're digging out the MSAM, Sam, which was buried, so that they can find a way off the surface to get Popeye back in shape. Uh, they can, they can, uh, they built, they make the fuel from the Mars atmosphere, and and they can get there for the next launch window and get everybody in there. Um, and that's that's sort of what's going on. Kelly is visibly pregnant; she's she's getting close to giving birth. I'm glad they make reference. So, okay. The thing they elide is the idea that she's going to have to pull some G's to get off the surface, and that that's probably dangerous for the baby. However, yes. Mars gravity is gravity, at least, right? So a baby developing on Mars is probably okay, um, although nobody's done it, but it's possible. And the uh, and once they point, they point out they hang a lantern on it, I think quite rightly, which is once they get to Phoenix, it's one G. And so right. that's fine for the baby to develop. But the, the the challenge is getting her up there. So they're in another weird, like I love the show, but it has some weird choices. In another yeah. weird choice, uh, NASA is doing a real Apollo 13 to figure out how to a way to fit her uh, with her pressure suit. And the doctor, I think, says, you should just use Soviet suit. Use Material hearts. is flexible. And it's like, did nobody think about that? And, uh, you know, Lauren Lauren turned to me and she's like, well, wait a second. <laughs> and i said okay my headcanon instant headcanon that i did there is they know they can use the soviet suits but they'd rather not right like they, mm-hmm. nasa would yes, would rather not ask the soviets to use you know their space suits but it is a little bit silly to have those two things back to back right which is oh we don't know what we're going to do you could just use our suits well yeah our problem of course <laughs> next next problem uh yeah, but there's a nice scene. They hear the heartbeat, little swooshy heartbeat, and Ed is there and he smiles because it's his grandbaby, and that's all. That's all great. And we get a we get one of those classic montages, which is the um the fake t- cable news channels, America's favorite right. baby Martian, and ah, it's the and, baby and what, Mars. What struck me is 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 this is. Uh, the same thing thematically as the Apollo-Soyuz mission was last time, mm. right? Mm. Which is it's a baby of an American and a Russian and it's in space and it's like maybe this will help cooperation between both of the sides in this extended Cold War um, other than the and, Fox News-esque dude who is still right. like, oh, this is all just a plot by uh, President Ellen to make us like space or whatever, and he's a jerk.
1: You know, um, well, we'll get back to that in a second. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I I think what's interesting, too, is they sort of, in terms of that eliding and the way the storyline evolves, the characters on Mars, the the disparate crews, have now kind of knit together a little more at this point right like we see them they're a friendlier right they were very standoffish when the russians you know joined the american crew there was a lot of tension now everybody's kind of like you know hey we're, we're working together right like people are kind of friendly the doctors checking out uh uh kelly and he seems pretty like Like, oh, I'm a doctor. I'm I'm helping out. And the commander goes out with Danielle in the rover, right? Like, they they show them having sort of... There are some easing of tensions. And, you know, it's not directly attributed to the the baby, certainly. But, like, it's the idea that all these people are living in close quarters in a rarefied circumstance. And, Mm -hmm. yes, bonds are going to form, right? It's like going to your freshman year of college if your freshman year of college was on Mars. Um, Mars universe. Everybody's in the same boat. And that makes it, you know... A little bit more, you know, that thaws the tensions, and I kind of liked that aspect of it because if they just keep showing the Russians being jerks, you're not going to get very far. Also, they're down to two Russians, so you know they're seriously outnumbered.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I, I agree, and we could have seen some of that progression, but the show doesn't have time for that. And I do like that yes. they're like, because in the end, take it as red. They are professionals, right? Yeah. They're professionals, yeah. and I I feel like at some point it's a little bit like Dev trying to take over the the um, Phoenix and having them rewrite the software. It's a little bit like, yeah. look, we're the people on this planet. We we're 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 our, we're a crew. We're the people on this planet. Whatever our countries are are telling us at this point is just irrelevant. We we need to do what we need to do here, and we're all in this together. And you do get yeah. that sense and.
1: And it's it's got sort of one of my favorite dynamics from like Cold War spy novels, which is like, yes, our leaders are bickering over ideology and whatever, but like we're here on the ground and we have more in common with each right. other. We're not than so different, I you and I. Back, yeah, I, you know, we're both just <laughs> we, we're both just pawns in game of life.
0: Hmm. Yep. Exactly right. Um. Meanwhile, back home, uh, Ellen is has all sorts of political trouble. She is being. Uh, basically politically blackmailed by the guy who is maybe implied to be Dick Gephardt. But again, he's yeah, got a Southern I accent. Wondered,
1: I wondered about that too. Cause last time he doesn't like even, even my wife who glanced up at the screen, it's like, is that Dick Gephardt? It kind of looks like him. Um, and he would have been in a pos- a democratic P- yes. leadership role, but mm-hmm. he does not. Yeah. He doesn't, you know the in any other way really seem to resemble him.
0: <laughs> doesn't yeah, it doesn't really read like it to me. Gephardt De- was from Missouri. I don't think he had an accent like that. But anyway, um, he's basically he and he sounds his voice. He sounds like Ronnie Cox actually. He's like a sound like for Ronnie Cox. <laughs> I thought. Um, uh, so she's like, no, I'm not gonna. You're gonna do this NASA bill and it's gonna suck. And he's and, and I'm not gonna let you. And he's he's like, look, have you looked outside? All the oil and gas workers are homeless due to the unlimited free energy caused by fusion. Which, I mean, it hits a little too close to home. It's like, hey, we did. this thing that totally solved huge things that are that are problems in our world but what about the people who used to work in those industries what of them um and and (laughs) okay which is more important uh she says i'll veto your bill at which point he does the i would say bordering on extortion um we think you've got a recording system in your office. This is like a, a world where Watergate didn't happen. Watergate didn't happen. I was
1: going to say, I didn't remember from the previous season, but I don't, I think it didn't. Cause we, we saw Nixon as president in season one. And because I think yeah. the space race kind of wins, it doesn't really end he, up happening. I,
0: I believe he loses the election and Kennedy right. wins. And so Watergate doesn't happen. Ted right. Kennedy. Yeah. Wins. So, cause
1: I had this moment thinking when they're like, maybe we should erase the
0: tapes. I was like, well, if, they'd seen, <laughs> if they'd no, they had seen, what, if they had Watergate, they wouldn't do that. They invented <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. And then now they've invented Watergate, which is really great. Yeah, that 20, years later, but yeah. Yeah. But he's like, we could subpoena your tapes. Um, and it leads to a moment that is really smart. Cause the show is like, okay, we like Ellen. She's one of our characters. She's getting blackmailed by this guy, Dick from the Senate or whatever. Um, and, and it's like, how dare you? At which point he says, well, that's rich coming from somebody who uses Lee Atwater and Karl Rove to do our dirty yeah. tricks. And it's like fair, fair, <laughs> fair point, actually fair point there. And he says, look, you got to sign this bill. It's going to hurt NASA, but it's the smart move. Um, uh, but the threat is in the air. Like we know that Larry lied. We know you've got the tapes. Um, this is going to be really bad for you. So you just need to go along with what we need to say. And then, so, you know, the next scene with Ellen and Larry listening to the tape, it, on a, it's like a dat now they've upgraded it, but it leads to the single most amazing line in the entire episode, I think, which is, whoa, that was way worse than I remembered it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I enjoyed that, and just the like. Well, maybe we could just black out the portions and claim it was national. Yeah, let's do Watergate. Definitely make that worse. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, let's do let's do Watergate. Um, and what happens when? Why do we have
1: this recording?
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I do wonder, right, like, what, what is the benefit of having everything recorded versus the liabilities of everything being recorded? Uh, what happens when Jeremy gets out of rehab? Remember, that was a dangling plot point yep. where he's like, maybe check told, into rehab and rehab. claim that you all j- you just had a, uh, a, you know, but he's like, yeah, but I cut him off. He's not going to stick if they press him on it. And then um, Larry has his moment that has been set up. But I think it's a good moment where he realizes that this is his fault and that he's he's the one who can fix it. And he says, look, there's one way out. I will call a press conference and confess or as we call it, the mic Michael Huffington, look it up, people, Um, and and that's so that's what he's going to do is he's going to just go out there and uh, admit what happened. So um, in in the next scene in the White House, we see Larry uh, picking up his sleepy kid, taking him to bed. Tomorrow's going to be the day. Ellen is giving it. A serious thought. At which point, we cut to the next day. Larry comes out. He's really bad at press conferences. <laughs> He's like, um, a yep. uh, with the hi now." Hey, yo, not not his specialty. And then Ellen just walks out. And there's that moment where it's a, it's. I also think a really good head fake by the show, where she starts talking. Mars is going to go down in history, like Lewis and Clark or Alexei Leonov in 1969. Love that. Like, right, remember <laughs> alt history, Um, but. I lied to you. And she starts to go and, and, and I think it's really artfully done where you're at least my initial read was Is she going to resign. And then you get oh, to, as, was, as she gets, as she sure. keeps saying words, it's like, Oh, she's going to come out. It's going to happen. Like I I, 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 cause I think that the, one of the first things she says, it sounds a little more like I'm going to take this on and we're just going to walk away because you know, that that's, that's the next step here. Um, I, I felt
1: very confident she was gonna come out just because I don't think this show wants us to have that future where it was like, Oh, I could have made a difference, but instead I walked away. Like yeah. it doesn't seem like her character to me. And so I was like, I Oh, agree. I think she's I, I feel like that's where she's
0: going. But the first thing she says has real I'm going to resign energy. Sure. Yeah. And then it immediately starts pushing the other way and you're like, oh, yeah, right. So I like I like that because it's a head fake. Like If they, they had just come out and it had been clear she was coming out, I would have been a little disappointed, but instead it's sort of like it tries to get us to believe the one thing. It kind of puts you in the place of the people who are there, right? Which is like, oh boy, mm-hmm. scandal management. And then that mo- moment where you're like, oh no, that's not what this is at all. And so she does. The president of the United States, a closet lesbian, comes out at a press conference And says she has failed, um, the most vulnerable, including Will Tyler. And and there's that moment where I'm like, cut to Pam, cut to Pam. You got to cut to Pam now. Pam's watching this, right? And then they cut to Pam. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And she and, and I uh, the the phrase is I'm gay and I have been since the day I was born and Pam yeah. is crying at that point. It's beautiful. And
1: I loved the I loved the reaction shots on Mars where we see yes. Will is gonna get the presidential Medal, uh, Medal of Freedom. Medal of Fre- yep. And I loved seeing I'm glad they did not go the direction of having the people on Mars like yeah, you get the feeling that maybe Ed, not always a man of the world, would be a little about it, but he is—he is accepts it with with grace, I think, and and just sort of rolls with it. And then, of course, we have his the sort of resolution of his plot with plot with Roland, where Roland is like, you know, hey, I'm I'm proud that you're my friend and everything, and they hug it out. And I I thought that was that was nice. It was nice to have him come around after having the whole. You know the, the the tension between the two of them earlier in the season over his sort of bigotry, and I thought you know having Roland realize he was in the wrong and just sort of run with that, I thought was was great. It's a touching scene.
0: Yeah, Roland uh, hugging Will is great. That's a that's a really great moment, and that's the yeah we've. We buried the hatch again, c- coming back to our we're all in this together and we've had a lot of time and a lot of people died and we kind of over all the BS of the rest yes, of, the, exactly. of the rest of this. And like, you're my comrade now when we've been out here for months and it's just, we're over it. Right. Uh, but I love those shots of Pam. Love it. Uh, mm-hmm. That I, One of the things necessary this season is that we haven't gotten a lot of Pam. And like, that actress is really good and she's really good at very limited moments of facial acting and. Uh, tears welling up and things like that because they don't give her a lot of dialogue there are a lot of pam reactions this season but uh the the pam reactions are gold in this scene they're gold um so yeah it's a it's a big thing that that would be you'd think that would be the biggest thing in this episode it's not there's other wild things cuz it's the next to last episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. So President came out sort of, you know, yeah, sort of saw that that was going that was going to come when they did the don't ask don't tell like there's got to be it's like and then, and Ellen left all the way to Mount Rushmore. It's not going to be how that goes. Um now I have to draw your attention to uh, Alita, who brings engineer Bill in on uh, and shows <laughs> shows him her evidence dungeon her, her murder, slash murder yarn board. wall. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Uh, the the uh, he refers to it as the lair of a Batman villain, but she's got all the she's got all the proof. Um, and like, she's got all the names and they're crossed out. I thought that was really effective too, where it's like, I've looked yeah. at every possible, everything else. And it's that, it's that, you know, whatever improbable must be the truth. Once you eliminate everything else, that's, that's what she's done here. She didn't want to believe it was Margot. She checked every other source. There's nobody else. It could be. He, um, it, it's just, it's, it's really good. Like they, they mention. um, she has that moment in the in the second scene where they're together, where she's like, mm-hmm. "It vibrates at this frequency." You'd think they would have changed the frequency, yeah. and, and she says, "It's like they're trying to mess with me." Uh, she doesn't say mess, and uh, it's such a funny moment. Whereas, like, it's really gotten in her head, um, and and she's like, "Bill, am I crazy?" And it's and it's another okay. So this is the payoff. This in the next scene, this is the payoff of Alita. As a person who questions authority and who has this kind of tragic backstory involving her father getting deported, where Bill is absolutely right here, right? This is is when somebody brings you in saying, I know a crime has been committed, but you can't tell anybody. Right. You got to report it if a crime has been committed. It doesn't matter if they said you can't tell anybody. You have to report it. And Bill has to report that Margot is a spy. He says, she's basically a spy. You're not crazy, Alita. You're not seeing things. You've convinced me. Let's go to the FBI. And she's like, no, I don't like the FBI. And he's like, it doesn't matter. Right. That, Mar- that Margot who runs the Johnson Space Center, is a Russian asset. We can't. And so the next scene is at the bar where yep. bill basically is like hey alita oh this is my friend from the fbi this is my latina uh friend from the yes. fbi yes at which point i i think i really like that she says it's it's not an accident that you're who they sent and she's like of course it's not right like right. yeah but it doesn't matter and she says the case files open and this is all gonna happen and she gets really mad and tears down the yarn wall and the evidence dungeon and her dad comes She's and- mad at bill yeah, she's mad at Bill. He's dead to her. He's her, dead da- to her. her dad comes and, and and thinks that she's her mother for a minute. It's tragic. But um but I like both of those scenes in that they're they're pretty I mean, you're look, you're you're a big fan of spy fiction. This I, I thought sure. this was really well executed in terms of the you have to do this, she's very angry about it, the cynicism of it, where it's like, well, of course they sent the Latina uh woman to talk to me about this. Uh Or or, I think she's Latino, a woman of color at least. I mean, Uh,
1: yeah, it's highly suggested. I think basically by her reaction that yeah, yeah, it's like okay, we sent you somebody who would try to make you feel comfortable. Yeah,
0: and she's like, oh, I see what you're doing, and and the FBI agent's like, yeah, you're right. To it, yep, doesn't matter. Yeah, this is what it is, and I just thought that was a really good. And I get that she's mad at Bill and all that, but like, it's just a, it's a great. It's a it's a great yeah, set. I, of I scenes. think it's
1: an interesting. You know, Alita has spent so much time tracking this down all season, and or at least the back half of the season. Yeah, and you know she's come to the conclusion a few episodes back that this is Margot, and it shows the tremendous conflict that she has because she needs. You know, she. I think when she calls Bill in, she kind of wants him to be like, "No, you're crazy," right? She doesn't want to believe. I think even though she knows. Logically, that Margot is is the, the 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 mole. She doesn't want to believe it because yeah. Margot is basically her family, right? Like yeah. Margot helped her get a job and helped take her in. And we saw in that earlier scene this season where they like have their family dinner together and everything, right? Like she's part of her family yeah. essentially, and it's like turning on her, you know, surrogate mom for <laughs> better or worse. And I, I mean, I think Alita's reaction here is totally understandable. It may not be correct, but it's totally understandable. Yeah. Based yeah. On where well, she's that's the beauty.
0: From. I think that's the beauty of that uh, of both of those scenes, where I completely understand why Alita feels the way she does about Margot and about the FBI, and I also completely understand why Bill does what he does. Because, like, yep. you yep. can't not report a crime like that. You just can't. Just because I don't like the FBI, it's like you can't do it. And he's the impartial third party who she's brought in to say, am I crazy? And he says, no, you're not. But I really feel for her. And I'll tell you, Dan, one of the things that I really liked about this season um, in terms of steering us and the show in general in steering us in a little bit, like things happen that you, that makes sense, but it's not always the thing that seemed like it was the most likely to happen, and I like that. And here it turns out the great tragedy of Alita finding out that Margot is a, is a Russian asset is not Margot; it's Alita. It's the Alita being betrayed and disappointed and broken, and and that scene where she tears up the yarn wall, and her dad tries to comfort her. It's like it's so tragic because it's about Alita. Um and and not about like the consequences because Margot knows right Margot knows what she's done and she really yeah. knows the consequences but for Alita it is a real tragedy because Margot is such an important figure to her and Bill honestly has been a mentor for her too and and you know it's it just I, I I really like that this is where they went with it
1: yeah no I agree uh, this story I'm still interested to see how sort of the final shoes drop because there's more obviously more to come right sure. like. Now, Margo's being investigated, and Alita didn't cooperate. And, you know, there's a lot happening here, but it right. is it is all teed up basically mm-hmm. to, to go off. So,
0: all right. Um, we've got some corporate boardroom stuff that we, can, I, we should talk boy,
1: about. I have a comment about this. So, oh, yeah. this is, yeah, Helios, and I think they have this great idea that they're like, you know, or So Dev's like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm, we're doubling down on Mars. You know, right? We're building a new ship, and it's going to be even better, etc. And the board is like, nope. Uh, but Dev has this whole speech about what would have happened if Jamestown—no, not the moon base—the original settlement had failed. And all I can think was, well, a lot more Native Americans would probably still yeah. be alive. Maybe that's not your best example.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought. I mean, Dev has been. Portrayed as I mean, like a little bit of a cult leader, but also like a like a savvy businessman who got is a billionaire who got rich and, he's a, and did all this. But he's it's a, a bit Steve Jobs-y, except maybe so, slightly less
1: effective. So
0: here's the thing: is I thought he was Elon Musk and he's actually yeah, Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think that's what it is.
0: Because because if Steve Jobs taught people nothing, it's that. You don't put people on the board who aren't your people who do what you say, and mm-hmm. whatever his amount. I mean, he and and Dev apparently is a billionaire because of all the fusion and all of that. That's great, but he doesn't control his company. He does not control his company. This yeah, is, by exactly. the way, this is why uh, only Larry and Sergey control Google, and why only Mark Zuckerberg controls Facebook. And although they're like sh- their stock that you can buy it doesn't let you control it because they aren't, they learn the lesson of people like Steve jobs, which is it's your company. You need to be able to control it. And here dev, for whatever reason, he, he, he can't control it. He's got his partner on the board who, uh, they were classmates at MIT. We, we hear that later when he talks to Karen and, uh, it's interesting that, you know, obviously he needed money and so he got investors and they're the board. And while Dev is the guy who sort of built the company and still has probably a lot invested in the company, he doesn't have control. And that's the Steve Jobsian aspect of this. Like, Karen comes up with this, I think, really interesting lateral yeah. uh, idea of which I had been thinking. Phoenix. I honestly had been thinking you could get NASA when he's like, oh, we're going to do all this. But we, we were short of money. I, I think you could sell Phoenix to NASA because they need a thing like that. And that's totally. They're gonna do it. They'll never go for it. Deb says, and she's like, uh, "They will. I already talked to them about it." Um, and then he's all, he's all, he's all
1: pissy because, "Go, yeah. like, oh, you went behind my back." And she's like, "Well, I'm the COO. This yeah. is like the numbers don't lie." Do.
0: And his response is, "Well, so, but sometimes the numbers are bad, Karen, and you just need to not believe in them." And it's like, "Oh boy, uh, oh boy." So the board guy is like, "We want you to replace Deb." Um, which is a funny Honestly, moment too, which not, is like who will you then. get to replace them? And it's like Karen. You're like, come on, Karen. Duh. <laughs> come on, Karen. Duh. Come, come on, Karen. Karen. What are you yeah, doing? I- but I did like the line where he said like, he's been swallowed alive by his own myth. Also a little Steve Jobsian if I'm mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like, enjoyed, it. I mean,
1: yeah. He he's not quite, you know, Steve Wozniak, but he does have like I think he is we see him very briefly in that montage at the beginning of episode 1 of this season where they're showing Dev, you know, inventing Fusion and right. everything. I think he shows up in like the magazine covers with them. Like we don't I don't even know what that guy's name is. Uh but like, you know, we learn that they were buddies at MIT and he's like, "I You know, I was into it, but I could tell he was the genius, right? So, you know, they're sort of... He's
0: been designated as Mr. Business, and Mr. Business has decided that Dev
1: is bad for business. And Dev just ain't great for business, let's be honest.
0: (laughs) No, he's not. He's not. So that's a big thing. So, Karen, we would like you to be in charge of Helios, and by the way, sell the Phoenix to NASA. Um, Which takes us back to Mars itself. How bizarre. Mm -hmm. We're back on Mars. Back on Mars. Where... Um, they have gotten the results of the accident investigation. While Daniel is yes. packing batteries for the trip, this,
1: oh man, this scene I think is just my favorite in this episode because wow. it's. I had this moment of unpacking it as like so. Nick, our poor Nick Carrado, Carrado, who is the the computer nerd, gets blamed for the accident. Which right. you sit there and you go. I guess that's true. There was nobody there except for Nick and Danny. So literally only Danny knows. Yeah. Only Danny knows that it wasn't the dead guy. It was him. (laughs) Screwed everything up. It was him. And I thought that was a, it's a nice bit of dramatic irony tension where you're like, you could just go along to get along, man. And like, nobody would, literally no one would ever know except for you. Because the only other person is dead. Right. But again, the passage and,
0: of time, yeah. it, you get the sense that Danny maybe isn't allowed the pills anymore, and yeah, he's, he's coming down. He's been living instead for the last few months with his guilt over what happened, because he knows sure. what happened and he's in charge. And it comes out here in an interesting way, which is he's so angry, he gets mad at yeah. at uh, Carrado being besmirched uh, because he knows it's yes. not him, because he yep. knows that that Danny knows that Danny is at fault for this. But uh, he doesn't say that. But, you know, that's the strong implication that that is here. And that's so, you know, more to come with Danny. But I think this is like the first scene with Danny that I've liked all season. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, it seems like where Danny with that in the, the rover too. was good, too. The, I mean, Danny is they, they put Danny through all the stupid stuff so that they could get these last few episodes with Danny, I think, where it's all the comeuppance or realization on his part of how badly he messed it all up.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of hand-wringing and annoying plots to get to this tension point. Yeah. A little overwrought at times, a little melodramatic, but mm-hmm. I thought this this bit was... It showed a complexity to the character that we haven't really... Yeah. you know We've started to see in later episodes.
0: Right. Okay, so Kelly uh, is found on the floor by Ed. Her heart is pumping too fast. She has preeclampsia. Bad thing to have in bad. general. Really bad, bad on Mars. Um, They are... They are desperate to get up to Phoenix so that they can deliver the baby and so that Kelly and, and the baby can be saved. but for them to do that they have to make they have to make this trek uh, to uh, in the scene earlier scene that's really nice where they show the map of Mars and it's like, well where are all the other Soviet probes Because they need basically a circuit board from a Soviet probe right. that they can use for their uh, for their radar detection so that they can dock. And it turns out that there is that the Chekhov's North Korean space capsule, where there's the North Korean space capsule that also uses it. And it actually landed pretty close. And they should be able to go get it. Uh, and you're thinking, as we said at the top, you're thinking, all right, this is an interesting thing. They're going to have to go there and they're going to have to get that and then come back. And it's going to be very dramatic. And in a moment that threw- I, another wrinkle in it? <laughs> I did not see coming at all there's that moment where they're going over there and you're like well what's you know this is this is interesting but but why why is she stopped and Danielle is looking down and she's like uh and there's a footprint, footprint. in the sand yeah. and i just wow. started laughing uh, my notes are basically like ha 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 because I'm like, what did you just do? And there is standing there holding a, a a gun at both of them, a North Korean astronaut who's been on Mars for who knows how long, and he doesn't I, seem happy. Uh... And that <laughs> is how the episode ends. Would never have called that in a million years. What a great yeah. bizarre, it's uh, a great weird
1: ending. Yeah. It reminded me a bit of the like end of season one when the you know the Russians are sort of off on the moon, right, and like. Like the you know we have the people at jamestown and like there's this weird you know tension and everything and there's the wasn't isn't there, there's like a whole scene where there is like a storm standoff very yeah. early on and i kind of remember me flashing back to that where it was like oh yeah remember when the russians and the americans were facing off well now they're on the same side it's and liter- it's north korea literally
0: a russian and an american standing there and you know, the north korean astronaut is just staring at them and, has and they're both out. like what what the hell well yeah because they also didn't see it coming uh <laughs> So, yeah. What a great ending. I mean, it's just out of it's out of nowhere. I love it when a TV show does that thing where you're like, "What?" <laughs> it's just but I love then you, it. But
1: then you but then you rewind it and you're yeah. like, "Oh." Properly set up. Yeah. Totally
0: properly set up. They absolutely got us in the in the place for this thing. They've withheld information about that North Korean mission and that the North Korea very secretive, but they were going to launch a mission to Mars, and then you see this guy and you're like, "Oh, they put people on that mission, didn't they? <laughs> well, and, and of course, it being North Korea, they didn't tell anybody. They didn't tell anybody at all, and uh, so surprise everybody more f- more people on Mars <laughs> than you thought. Uh, and that's where we leave it so a great cliffhanger leading into our final episode next wow. time so a lot of yeah. stuff to wrap up a lot of stuff to wrap up and yeah this was new this was a good one i mean of course it was good it is just paying off plot and pushing things forward and ratcheting up tension we get the scenes with ellen coming out what's the fallout of that gonna be um you know there's the you know the dev stuff the jamestown speech is really interesting the the board, you know, but the lawsuits, like yep. there's Karen, just Karen taking control, all uh, that stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of great stuff in here. Yeah, and the ratcheting up, and again, a good, pretty good, I'd, I'd say, pretty good penultimate episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and then next time they got to wrap this season up. Woo!
1: Looking forward to it. Although yep. one thing is missing, Jason, a visit to a vending machine. Visit
0: to a vending machine. Well, maybe next week. We got one maybe last week. shot. Can't bring it all home at the vending machine.
1: I'm just hopeful that the people, the, you know, the the writers of the show are listening. And season four is just all vending machines, wall to yes. wall vending machines.
0: Yes, clearly that's what needs to happen next. Uh, all right. Well, we will be back next time. This was coming home. I'm not sure we mentioned that. Um, but next time they didn't come home by the end of it. Instead, nobody's home. Not even the North Korean is home. There's no. There's nobody home. Uh, but uh, next time. It'll be the big season finale. So uh, until next week, uh, dos vidanya, Dan.
1: I, I don't know Korean. Yeah, Jace, you, so you just say, just say Korean d- d- for d- goodbye. dos
0: vidanya, Jace.